You are listening to the Toxic Mold Podcast with my husband, Steve Worsley, the toxic mold expert and your number one source for mold consulting and mitigation in the USA. Here is episode 29, the best way to have a mold resistant home, part one. Before we get started on this episode, a short or not so short disclaimer. While all attempts have been made to verify the content provided in this podcast, neither the podcaster or the producers assume any responsibility for errors, omissions, or alternative interpretations of the issues discussed herein. All information stated in this podcast is the opinion of Steve Worsley. Steve Worsley is a mold specialist with over 20 years of experience in the construction and mold industry. The Toxic Mold Podcast is for information sharing purposes only. The views expressed are those of the podcaster and his alone. These views should not be taken as expert instruction or commands. While there may be references to medical conditions and symptoms, all solo podcast episodes are the opinion of Steve Worsley, and any medical questions or concerns shall be addressed with the appropriate licensed medical professional or professionals. As the podcaster refers to different mold types, please be aware that Steve Worsley is not a microbiologist, and questions concerning mold specifics should be answered by the appropriate professional. The listener is 100% responsible for his or her own actions. You can check out Steve's books on Amazon about mold and dealing with mold in your home at amazon.com forward slash author forward slash Steve Worsley. And if you're interested in scheduling a mold consultation over the phone consultation with Steve, you can be sure to find out more about those and his availability at cnccontractorservices.com. Now let's get to the episode. Steve, today we are talking about the best way to have a mold-resistant home. Yes, and we're going to make this a uh, two-part series because um, there's a lot. Uh, I've actually thought about writing a book, and I probably will, about how to build a mold-resistant home. So we're going to do this one in two episodes. This first episode will kind of cover the outside stuff, um, and then uh, next week's we'll go over the rest of it. So often, though, I was just thinking about this because mold-resistant home, lots of people think that they don't have to worry about mold at all. I heard, I was talking to somebody the other day who said, most people don't think here in Wyoming that mold is an issue because there's not a lot of humidity and there are not that those many, you know, so many issues. Why should people want to know about how to have a mold-resistant home? Well, that obviously for the health of the of the people living there, and then obviously the longevity of your home. So, you know, like like you said, most people don't really think about it. They think if they have a new home or if they live in Wyoming, there's not going to be issues. But there's there's a lot of things. You know, when we say mold resistant, there's no such thing as a mold proof home. Uh, I mean, you, I, I guess there is, but yeah, it, it it'd take a lot of money to build something like that. So. Um, but anyhow, having mold resistant building products in your home, it could save you a lot of money down the road. Just simple little things that you can, you know, that you can put in your home that could uh, save a lot of money. And then down the road, uh, health wise, you won't be visiting the doctor because you're sick because of mold exposure. 
Well, and who should be really concerned about this idea of, of having a mold-resistant home? I know we just saw an older home a week ago here in Wyoming that's for sale, and that home is built like is built well. Yeah. Very different from new construction. It was built, uh, like I said to the realtor, it was built back when 2x4s were actually 2x4s, <laughs> not uh, 1.5 by 3.5. And, um, and yeah, I mean, homes were built, just they were built totally different back then. Uh, that type of foundation was literally a rock foundation with grout. I mean, they called it cement back in the day, but I wouldn't even call it that. That's what the foundation was. The walls... All the walls, um, when I say the walls itself, you know, instead of sheetrock, uh, some of it had some plastering and whatnot, but it still had all your one-bys in there. All the flooring below the hardwood was one-by. Then you had the true hardwood flooring. So, so yeah, back then, those things were built a lot different. But you do remember looking at that, there was a lot of water stains we saw, too. So, (laughs) So, it's, you know, as far as who should be concerned about it, it should be everyone, but... I want to cover, you know, I want to cover both aspects of it. So if you have a brand new home or you're going to buy a brand new home or having one built, you know, maybe some of the stuff we talk about, you can ask your contractor about. If you're remodeling, there's some things we'll cover that you can say, okay, we're going to remodel. Maybe what should we look at? And if you're just someone that's just listening to the podcast and, you know, you don't have any plans of remodeling or anything anytime soon maybe this is information you can share with your kids or friends or whoever but but everybody should be concerned about having a mold resistant home and do you think it's it's really feasible to build a mold resistant home it is if you if you try to take just the little things you know and you try to tackle it let's just say you're building new construction now if you got to go pretty much you're going to do let's say we're building a new home and we're going to do everything mold resistant Yeah, that's going to cost us more money off the bat. But if you're remodeling, you know, you can do little things. And there's, when I was building homes, you know, this is what people go through. If any of you have built a home um, or remodeled, you go through the the process of, which is usually the biggest arguments between the husband and wife, over, well, I want granite countertops. You know, the wife's saying that, and then I'm saying, well, no. I want better windows. And so when it comes to uh, new construction, I definitely, and I always told my clients this as a contractor, you're you're better off spending more money for a more durable siding, uh, better windows, better doors, better roofing system versus cheaper doors, cheaper siding, and then putting the granite in. Because yeah, at the end of the day, the granite looks good, but long term, you're probably going to remodel anyways. So given that, what would you say are the most important things to address when building or when creating a mold resistant home? The exterior, I would, that's, you know, your first defense is the exterior of the home. So, uh, you know, I usually start with this with a lot of things, even a, a mold inspection. That's what we start with is the roof. And so starting on the roof, you know, you have different types of roofing materials you can use. There's you know, in the Southwest, they use the tiles, the ceramic tiles, which are very, very durable. Um, for the most part, I don't think, unless it's up in the Northeast that I don't ever see, pretty sure everybody's gone away from wood shakes. I don't know for sure, but I, I don't think that's very common anymore. And then you have your probably most common uh, type of roofing material is your asphalt shingles. Um, they're rated at 
20, 25 years and 50 years. Um, and then, in my opinion, the, the best type of roof you can do is a metal roof. So cost per square foot, I don't know. I don't do metal roofs, but cost per square foot, I don't think, if you're looking at your normal home, just let's say a 2,000 square foot home, I doubt you would have to spend in materials that much more to put a metal roof on. And when I say that much, I, I, we're, we're probably talking a couple thousand dollars. So for something like your roof, that would be well worth, um, you know, spending them a little bit, you know, more money on that. And then obviously you have your siding. Um, and I'm not going to go through all the different types of siding because there's all, I mean, there's, we could go on all afternoon about that, but you know, depending on where you are and what kind of look you want, there's a lot of different types of siding you can put up, you know, whether it's brick, um, you know, metal siding, vinyl siding, there's composite wood siding. So there's all kinds of things you can put up there. And when it comes to your siding, for me, for the most part, everything should be mold resistant. But if you get into stuff like a log, you know, log siding or something like that, that's when you get into the things where you have to really watch it and maintain it. So as far as siding, I don't think there's a certain type of siding I would recommend besides something that's really not a cellulose material. And then what about grading and drainage? So when you're grading and drainage, that's it's, it's funny because that's usually the number one thing we talk about is grading and drainage when it comes to mold. And you have to do the grading either way. So... To me, it's kind of a no-brainer, and it's like, well, you have to do the grading anyways. You might as well just do it right, meaning you slope everything away from the house. But one thing I do want to talk about grading and drainage that a lot of people just don't understand, you know, there's some people that want a, a you know, they want a rose garden right in front of the house or adjacent to the foundation. That kind of stuff, obviously, I wouldn't recommend unless you make sure that those soils are sloping away. From the home. Uh, make sure you're not putting stuff like sand or gravel down either because the water just filtrates through all that. So so that's one thing with grading and drainage. Um, probably the most common thing I ever saw on home inspections and I see it all the time with mold inspections is improper grading and drainage. So make sure you're doing that right and the, like I said the materials you're using is something you can compact and it slopes away from the house. So at the end of the day those you're, you're saying those are the top three things on the exterior that will help create a mold-resistant home. Correct. And and what do you think, if somebody's listening to this and they're saying, okay, I probably don't have the right grading and drainage, my roof leaks, and my siding needs to be replaced because we've been in the house for 17 years and the house was built in 1978. What is your advice to them? whatever's leaking um i think you said it was the roof that was mm -hmm. leaking so if whatever's leaking i would obviously tackle that first you know depending on most people probably don't have the money to do a roof and siding and all the grading so you know you're, you're gonna have to take it probably in, in small steps but for sure the roof you have that you have the moisture intrusion right then and there so you have that issue that's going to cause a mold concern so i would I would definitely tackle that one first. Uh, there's, you know, there's ways you can temporarily try to fix a leaking roof or whatnot. And if you need to go down that road, just get a hold of a contractor or a roofer and have them come patch it temporarily. But at the end of the day, you got to address that roof first. So, and 
the type of shingles you put on there or the type of roofing material, like I said, it's not, it's not that big a difference. And I don't know, you know, our listeners would obviously have to ask their, their roofing contractor, but I, I couldn't imagine it's only a couple thousand more to uh, put a metal roof on. And speaking of metal roofs, uh, this time of year for us, it's, we kind of jump from late summer to winter, but for most people right now it's fall. And uh, one thing that you always need to uh, keep in mind too at this time of year is that your gutters are clean. So going back to gutters, uh, there's commercials. I, I don't even know the name of the, the stuff they use, but you can buy all sorts of different screens for your for your roof gutters uh, or your rain gutters on the roof. And I would I would obviously invest. I think. I just did a job a few years ago that we normally don't do, but we had gutters installed and they put the covers over it. And if I'm remembering right, it was like $2 a linear foot that they charged extra. So we're talking like $200 maybe to put these covers on. So make sure you keep that in mind too, is is when you replace the roof, usually obviously the gutters need to be replaced too. And while you're doing that, make sure you spend a little extra money and put covers on those gutters so they're not getting clogged with leaves and whatnot this time of year. So a little prevention goes a long way. Exactly. Yeah. So, and, and it is that time of year. It's Thanksgiving. And we want to let all of our listeners know, happy Thanksgiving. We are so grateful for you listening. We're grateful for you subscribing. And we look forward to bringing you more episodes. This is the Thanksgiving season, Steve. Yep, it is. And uh, like you said, I'd like to thank all of our clients. Um we just had our first book that's in ebook format. Hopefully, we'll have the mold epidemic in ebook. But uh, right now, uh, toxic mold and home inspections, what your realtor won't tell you, is uh, available now on ebook. So, once again, thank you to all of our, our customers and have a safe and happy Thanksgiving. Prevent toxic mold exposure before it gets in your home. Download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist. Again, download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist.